Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I have a lovely lady. Her name is Sarah Dawn Schwielsen. Did I pronounce that correctly, Sarah? Yes, you did. It's perfect. Thank you very much. Okay, so, so whereabouts in the world are you speaking to me from today, Sarah? I am in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. You don't sound as though with your surname that you're a Native American. Um, I'm not Native American, no. <laughs> and where is it you're from? Um, I, well, I've, my family's been in New York. My, grand, my grandparents were all born in New York, um, but I'm from Europe, Austria, Germany, Poland, that area. Excellent. I thought it was a name that sort of represented itself from that sort of European part of the world. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. Can you just to start us off, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what actually attracted you to getting into this particular profession? Sure. So I am a certified health and life coach. Um, I got my certifications through Health Coach Institute and my niche and my focus is on dating. So I'm really more of a dating coach. Um, But what I do specifically is I work with single women who are fed up and sick and tired of the dating scene. And I help them master their inner game so that they can finally meet their soulmate. So what I do is not so much what to do on the date as much as it is trusting your intuition, setting boundaries, self-love, self-care in all areas of your life and not just particularly dating. Um, How I got into dating specifically, um, I was getting my life coach certification and trying to figure out what I should focus on as my niche. And um, I was going through a not so great dating situation. It was, you know, it was, wasn't like such a big serious thing. We were dating for only a few months, but um, it was supposed to be exclusive. And I found out that he had a girl stay over his house one night after she went out with friends and I was livid and I, I like was fuming and all the emotions. But then I sat there and I realized, you know what, like there's a reason why I'm going through this. I'm also getting my life coach certification. Like maybe I'm going through this so that I can help other women. And then I made it my mission. Now it's my mission to make sure that no woman ever goes through anything like that again by creating healthy dating situations and dating relationships. Excellent. So I like to think, you know, that all our greatest challenges, really, um, once we've come through those, are really going to be our future talents and gifts, aren't they? Yes, exactly. I'm a, I'm a believer that our struggles are for a reason, that everything happens for a reason, and we don't go through hard times for nothing, you know, it's so that we can make it, turn it around and make it positive. Yeah, that's exactly what I uh, teach as well. So um, there are always 
think about, you know, if you are going through a particularly challenging time, that that challenging time is only going to be temporary and the lessons learned on the back of those challenges are going to provide you with so much wisdom going forward, aren't they? Yeah. So, Sarah, the subject of actually mastering your inner game in terms of making sure you've got the right mindset, the right attitudes, the right behaviours, so you're actually ready to go out on the dating scene and attract a, a healthy partner. Where do you start with that? Um, so it could be finding what gives you energy and what takes away energy from even just your social calendar. Like what do you enjoy doing and what drains you? What can you delegate to other people? And what once you have your like priorities and your value set, then it becomes like everything else sort of falls into place. Yeah, so when you're introducing yourself to a potential prospect or you're talking to a client, what's probably the first exercise that you get them to do around this particular thing then? Um, just focus, adding in something that maybe you don't have time for that gives you energy, that you enjoy, that you will you find relaxing, that makes you happy and makes you feel good adding that into your schedule even just for one week at a time not even have to be regularly like no i mean i'm from new york we're the queen of like i don't have time for that um we're always rushing and always on the go but even just adding something small for just that week um can be helpful and can make a, a huge difference in how you feel about yourself about the world about your friends and your family like how you approach things once you're doing things that you love everything becomes easier excellent so can you give us some examples of the things that people give as answers just so the audience gets an idea of the things you're talking about um one client is lucky enough to live on the beach so she mentioned you know maybe spending time to hang out by the beach or maybe it could be something like going to the gym but even going to the gym i i wouldn't recommend saying i'm going to go to the gym this week i would recommend preparing a gym bag like take a step back from like make it really simple so that like you can't there's no chance for you to fail at it. You, you have to have inevitable success. So there's nothing stopping you from preparing your gym bag, right? Like, I mean, unless life got really crazy and something like unfathomable happened. But in the general, typical week, like the chances of you being able to prepare your gym bag are, are very high. So I would say preparing yourself to go to the gym, not even saying that you go to the gym, just getting ready. Um, also something like even getting a massage or going to taking a bath taking time for yourself i love that you know the thing is that some of these actions or some of these steps that we give as advice or tips or insights they these steps don't necessarily have to be huge you know just a, that small step like you say just preparing a gym bag rather than actually arranging a time to go to the gym as a first right. step is still a step isn't it <laughs> exactly it's like okay let's break this down into as tiny pieces as possible so that you're needing the move the, the the moving the needle just one percent 
not even 10%, just 1% so that you're getting towards your goals. Yeah, because um, I always use the analogy, you know, you've only got to say change your direction on a compass by you know one degree and you'll end up in a different destination you haven't necessarily got to take a huge step in order to make a huge transformation long term in your life exactly it's yeah even myself like i started waking up earlier i started setting my alarm only 15 minutes earlier i wanted to wake up like an hour and a half earlier but i didn't set my alarm an hour and a half earlier i i did 15 minutes for like a couple of weeks until it got to be an hour and a half yeah <laughs> that's great so like you say it's important to recognize where your client is at or if you're listening to this podcast, recognize where you're currently at to start with. And what's the first easiest step that you can do towards something you enjoy uh, with, a, with the goal of setting yourself up for success? Right, exactly. So what, what's the next step that you work with then? You know, once they've actually implemented something in their life that they may have forgot they used to enjoy and now they've, they've got that in place, well, what's the next stage that you move people on to beyond that then, Sarah? Um, so the next step would be um, to incorporate um, honoring yes and no on your calendar. And this is what I like to call like setting healthy boundaries. So if there's somewhere on your calendar, so like here we added in something that gives you energy instead of something that takes away energy. And the next step is going to be to... Um, to to take that into your calendar so like let's say you say that you're going to do something do it but if you say if you don't want to do something then don't do it but setting healthy boundaries so that was trusting your intuition so like trusting your intuition is knowing what gives you energy and what doesn't give you energy because that is that is really where your gut what your gut is telling you there's no one i'm not gonna there's nothing that i can say that's gonna be you know this is right or wrong um, like it has to do with what you think what your intuition says and what you what your gut is telling you to do and it's not it's not me it has to be coming from you so the next step is honoring yes and no on your calendar and really it's one thing to know your intuition but then like actually taking action and follow following through with it all right so examples of this you know when you're thinking about things that you want to say yes or no to you know, th these could be specific people like family members, friends or work associates that you need to set boundaries around as well as things. Um, examples could be like if somebody is overwhelmed with everything, taking care of even basic things to delegate it to, let's say, a cleaning lady or a babysitter or something like that, if they can afford it. Um, to delegate so that they have more time for themselves and can do more things that they love. Right. So it's identifying probably if, if somebody's in a, an overwhelmed situation and that's causing them a lot of stress and anxiety, how can they implement things and set boundaries that's going to give them more free time? Yeah. To focus on exactly. themselves. So can you give us some client examples again of um, what, what, what these things or people could be that people see, need to say yes or no to? Sure. So it could be something like having your kids go to carpool and then go stay by a friend so that you have an extra couple of hours of free time for yourself. Or it could, it could be um, 
like I said, hiring a cleaning lady, it could be, but if you, it could be, um, I'm going to take time to clean, clean the room, clean the kitchen, clean the office, but scheduling that time and actually honoring that time is what's important. So it's not, it doesn't like, again, it's not about making a big resolution to, okay, I'm going to clean all of my office. It's like, okay, maybe I'll clean the shelf of my office desk. I'm breaking it down to be really small. Yeah, and you know what? Even if it's something that that feels like a chore, you can you can actually make some of these things. Like you say, if you, you chunk it down into the easiest possible step, just as like a shelf or a drawer, like you said, it, it can then actually become quite enjoyable, can't it? Because um, you can actually choose to be happy and sing to yourself and even dance while you're doing it. Right. <laughs> to 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 make it feel like it's something great to do rather than, you know, I have to do. Exactly. That changing your mindset from I get to, to instead of I have to is huge in and of itself. And that's part of what I do also is instead of like, oh, I have to go on, like on this date. It's like, okay, well, I get to go on this date and see if this person is my soulmate. Mm. Yeah. So when you um, are talking about, you know, boundaries and, and going through your calendar and what can you say yes to and what can you say no to, I automatically think about, you know, what people, you know, drain my energy and what people do I enjoy being around as well. I think that's important as well, isn't it? Yes, who you surround yourself with and what type of people your your network is, that's, it's huge. That has a, a big, and that is connected also to energy. If you're with people that drain your energy, maybe you can make your time to not be around them so much or vice versa. If you're around somebody who um, gives you, gives you energy, then you can spend more time around them. And sometimes that can be a bit of a challenge because some of these energy, what I call <laughs> some of these people that drain my energy, I, I, I have a, a fun saying that they're energy vampires. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes those people can actually people be people that are close to, you know, in other words, family members. So, you know, sometimes it can be a bit difficult to um, not be in close proximity sometimes to family members so we're not saying you know you need to cut them out your life completely but i think what we're suggesting is you know like you said spend less time and distance yourself a little bit more away from those sorts of people or also even like to cope ahead so let's say you have a family event and you know that this person is going to be there okay what are tools that i have in my back pocket that i can maybe focusing on breathing focusing on different things like counting tiles in the ceiling or noticing things of a different color, different grounding techniques that can keep you um, calm and focused on, um, on your goal of not like getting triggered or not getting upset. Yeah, absolutely. You know, isn't it true that we become the, the sum total of the, the, the main five people that we surround ourselves with. So who are surrounding ourselves with the low energy, toxic, you know, draining energy people, then we automatically become one of those people ourselves, don't we? Yes. So important to recognize, you know, who are the um, energy vampires in your life, as I like to call them, or and which ones are those positive high level energy, you know, space holders that, uh, you know, you, you you need to think about spending more time with. Yeah, 
exactly. 100% agree. So is there any other sort of preparation around mastering the inner game that you, in terms of the steps um, before you even contemplate uh, discussing a client goes on, going on a date that, you know, in, in terms of preparation that they should be aware of, Sarah? Um, and before they go on the date, you're saying? What, what, should they, what should they think about? Like, how should they approach the date? Well, I'm thinking about, you know, when you're mastering the inner game, you were talking about these steps uh, around, you know, saying yes and no, having these boundaries, uh, and also making sure you set time for yourself to 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 make sure that you're doing thing more of the things that you love and less of the things that are causing you stress or overwhelm. Um, so, is there, are there any sort other sort of preparatory steps that that involve? working more on your inner game and yourself before you then say, right, you've got all these things now in place. Now it's time to consider going on the date. Yeah. I mean, knowing how to, how to relax, how to take care of yourself, what, no, having those, like what I was just saying, like having those, that toolbox ready, readily available for you um, and making sure that you have everything in order everything be being your self-care your self-love self-boundaries self-worth in order then that would be the prerequisite words going on the date i'm not i wouldn't say like what i i i wouldn't i'm not the type of coach that would be like okay now you're ready to date but um you know i'm not like if if a date comes up while working with me that then that's great we can talk about it but i would i wouldn't say that I uh, like working with me is a, you know, like you can't work with me if you want to be dating. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I suppose, again, you're setting people up for success and usually they're not aware that they've got issues and barriers that are preventing them from either attracting a date in the first place or once they've attracted a date, you know, preventing them um, being in a, a long term, a longer term relationship. Right. I honestly, I think that even just like putting out the vibes that you're going to be working on this is enough to send a message out to the world or the universe or whatever, whoever you believe in. I think that just even just investing and saying, I'm going to spend time working on myself. So like is I think that's a, a big, huge first step massive because it sets out that intention doesn't it it puts it out there that you're 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 working on yourself and you're making a big statement and that's energy energy in itself that's that's positive isn't it yes exactly and so i think that even just making the step and saying okay i'm going to take time and i'm going to focus on me and i'm going to spend however like 30 to 45 minutes every week like focusing on me and what and my boundaries and my self-care and my self-love and that puts out the positive energy and the vibes and that you're that will help you inevitably like get them back so what do you do with clients sarah you know that you they either say themselves or you're quite um observant in in noticing that they have got that lack of self-worth and that lack of self-love how do you approach that topic and how do you get them to recognize what actions they might need to do to, to, you know, to implement? 
Um, well, I definitely wouldn't say, you know, I noticed that you have a lack of self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I might like incorporate an exercise into the session that has to do with it and see their reaction. So something that I, if I feel like they could work on that, I would say, okay, I give, so part of what I do is I give, um, there's exercises and then there's action steps that are usually connected to the exercises about like practicing what we talked about in the session. So what I would do is um, I would incorporate in that session an exercise that has to do with self-worth and self-love and make that be their like homework for the week. Um, could you give us an example of what that might look like and, and might be? Uh, sure. So I would say um, just even I have a personal like nourishment menu that I go through with my clients. We make up a person, what, what nourishes you. We go through um, just in the same way that we go through what gives you energy, what honoring yes and no. We also go through things that you would self-care like, taking a bath, going for a walk, listening to music, things that are, can be relaxing and taking that time for yourself. Um, so I would, on a session, go through that list with them. And then the homework would be, okay, like try to schedule time to incorporate one of these things into your week. Yeah, I can see how that would work in terms of self-care. But what about if somebody really has got an issue around being able to look themselves in the mirror and... Um, acknowledge that they love themselves how do you approach that situation with a client you know it's funny that you mentioned look in the mirror and not acknowledge that they love themselves one of my exercises that i have that i do with clients as homework is have them set a timer for five minutes while they're looking at themselves in the mirror and have them repeat i love you i love you i love you over and over again um and I'm not saying that's going to solve the problem, like snap your fingers overnight, but I do think that it is, I've done it myself and it, it is really powerful. It's a very powerful exercise. It, it is. And I think sometimes, you know, that, that can feel a bit overwhelming uh, and not, not actually something that when you may look in the mirror to start with, that you might actually believe about yourself initially. But, you know, the more you reinforce it, the more you practice like with any new, uh, you know, awareness around anything it, it gradually becomes easier and eventually you do acknowledge that actually you know what this does feel right and I do actually feel genuinely now that when I say I love myself I'm believing it yeah and I mean sometimes you have to just get used to saying it and that even if you don't believe it at first almost like not fake it till you make it but like say it until you believe it <laughs> yeah and I think sometimes probably if you find it difficult or, or even the thought of that difficult to start with, uh, maybe even not look in the mirror to start with and maybe not even, um, you know, say, uh, say it about who you are today. Maybe that little baby step may, might even be around, you know, being able to say it to, to your inner child. Right. Yeah. There's, um, I also have exercises that we can do that I do that, um, that connect to that inner, inner child that, you know, they say, um, that we, we stop like being playful because somewhere along the way it wasn't met with a smile as adults, like children aren't usually typically depressed. Like they're just, they're not the one, like it's usually it's adults because it's, and that's because like inner 
child is playful. So sometimes what I have my clients do is I'll have them add something fun or silly or playful into their week. Mm. I mean, just, just, you know, <laughs> having a skip down the, the footpath could be something that's playful. Couldn't it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that, that's something I talk about a lot, you know, just have a skip, <laughs> a skip like you used to do as a little girl. You know, little girls do that a lot, don't they? Skip around when they're happy and joyful. Right. Like adults don't skip. Never see an adult skipping unless there's like, you're like, why are you skipping? Like, but an adult, if we all were skipping to work, like <laughs> I think that it would have a lot, we would see the benefits of it for sure. <laughs> I think everybody would benefit, not just the person skipping. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think we ought to start a campaign, Sarah, getting everybody to skip to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so um, you've given a, a, a really lot of uh, great advice as, as preliminary inner work, you know, around mastering the, the inner game, so to speak. What about then the actual dating process itself? You know, once somebody says they're they've got a date lined up. Is there any specific advice you give them around, you know, or guidelines around um, how to approach an actual date scenario? Um, yeah, I think, I know it sounds crazy, but just trusting your gut and having fun and being playful. Everything, everything, all the work that we've done up until that point should leave you feeling very prepared for the date. Meaning it would leave you like if you've ever gone on a date and felt like, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to do? I mean, once you have that self-confidence and that self-worth, everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And just be your natural self. There's no need to pretend to be anybody else other than who you truly are, is there? Right, exactly. And when you have that, when you've done all the work, then you'll, you will have confidence in being that person. Excellent. I love that. So thank you very much for sharing all your valuable tips and words of wisdom, Sarah. If our audience members would like to get in touch with you, what's your best contact information? Um, sure. So you can check out my website, which is sarahdawncoaching.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-A-W-N coaching.com. Um, you can also check out my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Coaching. Thank you very much for sharing that. Any other social media contacts as per normal, I'll make sure Sarah's information is put in our show notes so that you, the audience, can connect with her by whatever means is best for yourselves. So on that note, I just want to thank Sarah again for sharing all that fabulous wealth of wisdom around mastering that inner game thank you sarah thank you so much lynn for having me and on that note i'll just wrap up and, and say true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow lynn via the facebook group two hearts entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. 
Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.